This is the show formerly known as Quit, a show about grit, change, and the challenges of improving your career, making tough decisions, and starting something awesome. I'm Dan Benjamin. Today is July 10th, 2014, and this is our 52nd episode. I want to say thanks to our sponsors, Linda, MailRoute, and SuperDuper. Tell you more about them as the show goes on. With me today, a very special guest, Mike Hurley, who you know from uh, many shows here on 5x5 and 70 Decibels. Before that, Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Mr. Benjamin. It's always it's a pleasure. always great to have you on, on our shows here. And uh, sitting in the physical studio with me, not in London, but but right here in Austin is Hattie Cook. Hey, Hattie. Hi. You're not going to take over the show this time, are you? No, or, no, I've, uh, I've been uh, just training, training on that. Okay. Yeah. So, Mike, you're here because uh, you need to be on the show periodically, but... There's a special reason this is a big week for you. Yeah. Big week, big day. Tell for those who haven't been following you on Twitter who don't read your your blog on a daily basis. Tell us what's going on. It's big news. Uh so today uh I announced that I'm going to be uh, sadly departing 5 by 5 um in about a week's time. Um I'm going to be going back independent again and and um, I'm working on something which I'm um, can't really talk about it just yet, but I'm working on something that that will be my new home for podcasts. But um, unfortunately, after 18 months, I am going to be saying goodbye to my friends at Five by Five. We're sad to see you go, and and like I told you privately, and like I said today on Twitter, uh, working with you has been great. It's been an honor to have you on here, uh, and and part of Five by Five, and doing so many great things here. And I wish you luck, and I'm fully support. The first thing that Thank you. Uh, you know, you sent me a very thoughtful email about a month ago saying, you know, saying what you, what you were planning on doing. And, you know, it's, it's, it's always funny because there's always, or potentially around these kinds of things, somebody decides to do something else. You know, the, the, the internet seems to want and to want to create drama around this um, or around, not this actually, the people are just excited for you. And that's great. It makes me so happy because that's how I want people to feel. Like I'm excited that you're trying something new People should be supportive of of the things that that uh, their heroes like Mike do, and I'm very supportive of you and whatever you decide to do next. I can't wait to see what it is. Thank you, Dan. And I have to say, like you know, because people do. I think people do want to hear these things. You know, people have been get get upset in the past. I have to say that everything that Dan said is 100 percent true. From the moment that I sent an email, which was hard for me to send, right, because you had every right to be upset, but you have been absolutely nothing but. Um, positive for me and you've been like congratulating and helping me and nothing but like accommodating and doing everything that you can to help with this and and i want to thank you live on air uh for doing that it's it's really really kind so thank you well i mean you know like like i've told you a million times i'm a big fan of yours and you know it's it's i don't really understand why people in my shoes would get upset about this i mean obviously we're going to miss you and I'll, I'll, you know, we'll miss having the shows here, but like I, I always try as hard as I can to be supportive of people around me and people I work with and people who I admire. And I think that, you know, it's always so hard because, you know, you, you, you make these decisions about your life. You make these decisions about what you want to do. And for me, I mean, I look back five years ago uh, to when I was starting this thing and I, you know, I, I made that jump. I made the jump from being like a CTO of a, of a tech startup, like, you know, <laughs> excuse me. 
I made this jump uh, from being the CTO of a tech startup and wanting to really, you know, get try something different and go out on my own. And anytime that somebody wants to do that, like it would be completely hypocritical of me to not encourage them to do it, you know, like. Oh no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't do something for yourself. You shouldn't try to start your own business. You shouldn't do, you should stay here and do, you know, what I would like for you to do. Like, right, Hattie? Yeah. Until you're a hundred years old. Right. <laughs> until I no longer need you and then go start your own. Th- no, of course. Like, how could I be anything but encouraging of, of what you wanted to do and supportive of that as, as a human? Like, that's my job as a human to support what other people want to do. And you know what? I mean, I've got to give you a lot of credit too, because you came to me and you're like, I've made the decision to do this, but like, how should, how should we do this? I, this is what I want to do. Like, how can we make sure that, that the shows are, are happy and the listeners are happy? And that's what, that's my second concern after supporting you is like, what can we do to, to, to make sure that the listeners are, are rewarded for the time that they've put into what you've done in the shows and make sure there's continuity and, and support for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all of that stuff's important because, you know, as, as you said to me, like we are we are in service of our audiences, um, and the best thing that we can always do by them is to give them everything that they want and need in a way that's easy for them to get it. Yeah. So you know, like we've been talking about, and I, I put on my blog post today, like even though I'm going to be going away from the network and I have new stuff that I'm working on, like all of the feeds that people are currently subscribed to, we're going to find a way to make sure that when all of my new stuff launches, that those feeds will become the new feeds somewhere else. And like, that's, you know, I think that that's very kind of you to do, especially because a, a couple of the shows, like the prompt and directional were started on five by five. Like some of them I brought over from 70 decibels. Right. But you know, the, the idea that we're going to be working on that and making that happen is all because we want to make sure that our listeners haven't, you know, they, they can just, have a great time and listen to the shows that they want. Yeah, that's, that's so important. important. Be, yeah, regardless of where the show started, whether you brought them or started them here, like that's irrelevant. I just want, you know, and this is what we were talking about for the last week or so of like, what's the best way to do it? Because we want, you know, you, you're starting new things. But at the same time, there is a degree of continuity because like you're still Mike over there and you'll still have, you know, shows that, that are things that you do that connect in at least in some way with, with the audience that was in the older shows. So, you know, why should they have to do extra work? Let's just send them where they want to go anyway, you know, and, and keep everybody on board. And if they don't like the new thing, well, why wouldn't they like it? But if they don't like it, they can unsubscribe. But Let's make it as easy as possible for people to not lose track. And that's typically what we do, you know, if, because the way that, well, this is actually a bigger conversation because there's been, you know, people talk all the time about independent shows versus networks versus, you know, people's, you know, they, people who have uh, a show that starts in one place and goes somewhere else. And I really don't think any of that matters that much. I think people just want to, um, want to want to find shows that they like and be able to connect with the the hosts of those shows and that's what's really important you had you know you had a number of shows on 70 decibels that uh that that you had started and then that grew and you you brought them here and now you're doing something else like it, people are still just fans of mike you know they're still just they still just want to hear what you have to say i don't know why <laughs> I think it's the accent. <laughs> I think it's the accent. I think, yeah, I think that there's just this thing where they're like the British guy. We like hearing the yeah. British guy. He's the so they, is he the British one or the angry one or the the funny one? And that's that's how they rec- you know they keep track of people that way. 
But I, I'm uh, excited. But you're not saying what you're going to do. You're not talking about what you're going to do. No, because... But I'm proud to not, say you're going to announce it here right now first for the first time. <laughs> no. We're not ready yet. Not ready. And there's, there's so many things that could still change that I, I don't want to say anything. Like the one thing that we're saying, so the pen addict will be remaining in, in whatever it is that I do next. And all of the shows that, we've, we're current, that I'm currently hosting, there will be something to replace them. Right. And I, I think that it will be exactly what everybody wants, basically. Um, but there's still a lot of balls in the air. Um, and and I, I don't want to commit to anything just yet. But as I said, people can... They can obviously follow me on Twitter and things like that, or they can go to my my site, which is at mikehurley.net, and I'll have updates there, and I've got a mailing list that you can sign up for as well. So if you are really excited and interested about what's going on, you can do that. Follow me on Twitter. I'm imike, I-M-Y-K-E, and you can you can see what I'm up to there. The chat room, they're getting upset. They they don't want uh, to be left hanging, but I, I, think, I think they can be patient. They can be patient and wait for something good to happen. It's yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to be forever. It's, it's, it won't be a very long time. But again, like uh, as well, like I don't want to say it's happening next week because it's not for one. And two, <laughs> I I don't want to say that and then it go a little bit later. No, that's the worst. I, I have the worst habit. Yeah, I have the worst habit of saying, "Oh, this is coming out soon," and then you 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 start working on it and it, you realize, "Wow, I thought it was going to take a month. It's going to take three months. Or I thought it was going to take a week. It's going to take two weeks." And it, it's better to you know the old saying. Uh, you know, uh, under promise and over deliver. And that's, that's something that's hard to learn when you get excited about something you're working on. You kind of want to share it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, it's like burning. <laughs> like the, yeah. from when I told you that this was happening, it's, you know, I've just wanted to to tell everyone, you know, these things, it's hard to keep this stuff in because you get excited about it. And it's like, yeah. you're so excited about it. You want to share the excitement of everybody else. But sometimes even though you everybody obviously wants to know sometimes it is best to to keep it to yourself mm-hmm. like as you say like you know you are uh, both bad and good for this in that you you're great at generating excitement but you know sometimes you you do it a little too soon i think it's sort of the apple versus google approach right apple who says absolutely nothing and keeps everything you know their cards as close to their chest as they possibly can for as long as they can until the thing is out and they're like oh here it is and by the way we've been working on it for eight years and then yeah. you get the flip side of it, which is Google, which is like, well, somebody had a neat idea. So we named it a product and called it beta and released it. And we'll probably get rid of it in six months. You know, I think somewhere for me closer to the Apple side of that is is the, the better place and that you don't really want to talk too much about it. But this is this is one of those things where, you know, and I get people who they you know, they call this show and, and they want to talk about this a lot is the one of the common things that I hear from people anyway, is what do you, uh, you know, when, when you know that you want to make a change, how soon after you know you want to make that change, do, do you make it? Is it important to think about it for a while? You know, and there's lots of people who are in their jobs who are just like, they're like, you know, they're unhappy. They know they're unhappy. And I'm not saying like, like you where you're like, I want to start this thing. I have an idea. This is something I want to pursue. But like people who are in their day jobs, you, are you still in your day job? You're still in, can you say that? Can you talk about it? Yeah, I am. I am. I'm, I'm still working in my corporate stooge job. Corporate stooge I work, job. Yeah. I work in marketing for a, a large finance company here in the UK and have done for, for two years. So for longer than I've been on five by five. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's still a thing for me because podcasting is difficult and, and any advertising really, stuff is difficult. It is. And it, 
Yeah. And, and, you know, I found it hard for me personally to, to be able to commit, you know, to just take, take the leap. And that might be something that comes out of the new thing because I, you know, it's different when, when you kind of run something as opposed to when you're part of something, you know, and there's different ways you can make money as doing something like that. Definitely are. Um, so that it might become a, an option for me. Um, but I, I don't know. I have no idea because I have no idea how it's going to go. I mean, I hope everything will work out really well for me, but you never know. It will. Thank you. Well, I mean, you've got a lot of support. You've got our support. You get support from all your listeners and fans. I think, I don't see how something like that, once you really put yourself into it, you know, and that's, that's the other thing people are always talking to me. Uh, about, you know, I get an email a day from somebody who says I'm starting a podcast and it's been going for, you know, we've got, we've been doing it for three months and we, we want more listeners. How did, they're not even worried at the sponsorship point. They're just worried about like, how do we get more listeners? How do we get more people? How do we get more people to find out about the show? And there really is not an easy answer. We have had shows here that we've put so much time and effort and energy into And for whatever reason, and I'm not saying shows I'm on, I'm saying shows I'm on, shows I'm not on, where they just, they don't, they don't catch on the way that you kind of hope or think that they will catch on. And then you'll have another show that you're like, ah, that's just kind of the fun one. And you're like, well, wait a minute, where did those 30,000 listeners come from? Like, like it really just shocks you. And uh, I don't know how much of it is like, it's, it's certainly not because of the amount of hard work and effort you put into it. it. And that's what. That's the amazing thing is like you can work really, really hard on something and have it not work out. And how frustrating is that? There doesn't seem to be like, you know, I, I get this question as, as as much, well, definitely as much as you do, I'm sure. But uh, people ask me all the time, they've got a show. How do I uh, find some listeners for the show? You know, we, we have like 10 people um, and my dog listens as well. And, and I can't <laughs> raise it any higher than right. that. And it's like, well, I mean, I, the answer that I have, like I say, how did you do it? The answer that I have is no good. Like, because as well, it was, it was a, a while ago. So basically what I did to start raising my audiences was I started inviting guests onto my show yeah. and, and it kind of built up that way. But that doesn't really work, seem to work anymore because everybody has guests on their show because everybody <laughs> has a podcast, so everyone's right. happy to do it. But like th- four years ago... It wasn't something that people did a lot. Yeah. So now, like, if I start a show now, um, it's the same with you, Dan. Like, I hope that uh, my existing audience will help boost it. Or, you know, like, when I started shows in 70 Decibels or when we've all started shows here on 5x5, we hope that the network will bring a a listener base, which it does, but then it has to pick up its own one. And for that to happen, it's an impossible science, like... It's. I think it's mainly voodoo at this point. Like there doesn't seem to be a way, and I think this is probably the same with all of you know all types of online endeavors like blogging or maybe you're a musician or something. Sometimes it's just a, a random set of circumstances and coincidences and happy accidents, as well as all of your hard work that actually get it noticed. Yeah, and I mean, I used to I used to give this advice, like my standard advice when somebody would say, "Man, how do I how do I." build a podcast? How do I build an audience? And I used to say, um, show up consistently, show up every week, work really hard, per- create the absolute best thing that you can create. And if you do that consistently and long enough, people will eventually show up and start listening. Um, that's not all, that doesn't always work, does it? 
No, but you do still have to do all of those things. You do, right? <laughs> like, that's where you start now, and that used to kind of just be like, if you just do this, then you'll probably be okay. <laughs> but now, like, everybody's doing that, yeah. so you have to do something else. But that's something else. I don't know what it is. I, I, I honestly think a lot, these days it's becoming like a personality thing, which unfortunately isn't really that. You can't really do anything about that. Yeah. Like, where it's kind of what your personality is and how enjoyable you are to, to listen to. Right. Or, you know, it, and it's not and it, because if you think that you have uh, an idea about a, a topic for a show like, oh, you know what? We want to talk about knitting, that we're going to have the best knitting show and we're going to talk about it. You will find that there are already five knitting shows. <laughs> uh, three of them are, are terrible. One of them is is great. And the other one is great, but inconsistently recorded. And you think, oh, well, we'll just, re- we'll be great and we'll con- record consistently and we'll become the number one knitting show. And that may or may not happen. It's just so, uh, it's so challenging. And this is one of those f- industries where I think now, because it is so young, oh, I got to do a sponsor. Well, Go I was ahead. just going to say it kind of mimics um, apps. You know, you're like, I'm going to have right. this app idea. And then you go yeah. and you Google it and you're like, oh, no. This one's kind of terrible. This one was the budget was like $5. And then the other one, you're like, I'll never be able to touch that one. Right. It, it, because that, that's the big one that right. everybody just defaults. That to. one's made by American Airlines. And you're like, I'll never get there. <laughs> and, you know, people say, well, podcasts don't have to compete with each other. They're not going to compete with each other because, you know what, like uh, these guys talk about and it feels like you're hanging out with them and just doing a little conversation. And this one's produced more like a news show. And this one over here has a different get. Well, you know what? You are competing. Every single podcast competes directly with every single other podcast. Why? Regardless of the type of show, regardless of the subject matter, regardless of length of time. How is that possible? How can I be competing with a show on ESPN radio about the NFL offseason? How? Because listeners only have a specific amount of time. They can only listen to a certain number of shows on a given day or in a given week. So if they have a total of an hour each day on their commute when they listen to shows and they only commute five days a week, they have five hours a week to listen to shows. Well, one of those hours is definitely going to be for, for example, Radiolab. And another one is going to be for, uh, you know, This American Life, which is a show I know you're not allowed to listen to over there. Another one's going to be for The Prompt. Another one's going to be for Back to Work. Well, guess what? They're running out of hours. And they're not going to rearrange their schedule so that they can listen. I mean, they should rearrange their schedule so they yeah, can they listen should. to more podcasts. Shame on them. <laughs> Our listeners do that. Our listeners they rearrange their schedule. They're like, I'm hiding in a break room listening right. to <laughs> this episode of Quit right That's now. That's because we have the best <laughs> listeners in the world. But, that, so we are competing. I am competing with the show on ESPN Radio about the NFL. Like, why? Because that last hour for them to fill, what are they going to do? Are they going to do Mike's, Mike's new show? Are they going to do a show on Twit? Are they going to do another show from someone? Yes. The answer is yes, unless we can get them to stop listening to that show and start listening to this other show. And how does that happen? Well, a lot of the time, the other show has to start to suck before they realize that maybe they should switch it out for something else. So our job is to make shows that are consistently and continuously great. And that's the biggest struggle. And this is what, so this is another thing, but before I get into this, uh, Mike, because I want to talk to you about it how you keep your shows interesting, but uh, but I got to do a sponsor break. 
And I would like to say thank you very much to our first sponsor, longtime great sponsor of Quid. It's Linda. And by the way, they gave us a special URL now. Thank you, Hattie, uh, for setting that up. Linda.com slash quit, L-Y-N-D-A, Linda.com slash quit. Even though I'm cha- probably changing the name, I want your advice on that, Mike, before we go on. Linda, what is it? It helps you learn. It helps you learn and keep up to date with your software. You can pick up brand new skills, explore new hobbies. What do they do? They make these amazing video tutorials. It doesn't really matter what you want to learn about. There will be a great video about it over on Linda. And it's, it's hard to believe, but I say that with absolute confidence, Mike, because if Mike, if you want to go and learn Final Cut Pro right now, go over there. They've got tons of it. If you want to learn you know, Ruby on Rails, they've got that. Getting things done. You want to learn that whole methodology. They've got videos. And a lot of the time, these videos are from the creators of the things themselves. David Allen is like, telling you about getting things done over there. Like this is not somebody who decided to teach themselves Final Cut Pro so they could make a video of it. These are pros. These are people in the industry. These are people who know how to do it, know how to teach it. And uh, it, it really is just stunning their catalog of stuff. Google Docs, you know, iOS stuff. Keynote 6, you want to make a really awesome keynote presentation, like go there. Check this out. And they have a special uh, deal for us. The way this works is you don't buy an individual course. You get a monthly subscription. And while you're there, during that month, you have access to everything. Everything. Unlimited. You watch as many videos as you want, as often as you want. And I have a special deal. If you go to lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A, lynda.com slash quit, you'll get a seven-day free trial. Unlimited access to everything that they do during that week. Really great way to find out if you're going to like them, and I think you will. So thanks again to Linda for supporting the show formerly known as Quit. I don't know where to start with this because, listen, there's been a lot of talk about podcast networks. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they wonderful? Are they uh, evil? And I don't even get interested in talking about those things uh, because I think that everybody has to make their own decision about it. And I think at the end of the day, people just want to find good stuff to listen to. And I've always seen 5 by 5 more as a production company. And really, that's what we are. I mean, the name of the company, if you go check it out with, uh, with Texas, State of Texas, where it's 5 by 5 Productions, LLC. We're a production company. And we just try to make awesome stuff. And hopefully people want to listen to it. You know, that's, that's the one business that we have. And the other business that we have is Archer which is where we, uh, we're, we're, we're sort of an ad agency and a creative agency. And we work with companies who want to advertise on podcasts and we help them with their campaigns. We write creative for them. And of course we, we represent podcasts and we sell for the podcasts. So that's the other probably 60% of, of what we do. And it's really tricky because, you know, like you were saying before, Mike, it's about personalities in a, in a lot of ways. It's about finding somebody that you'd like to listen to. And generally speaking, I don't think people care where those people are, whether they're independent, whether they're on one network or another. I don't think it matters. I think people just want to find somebody that they enjoy and that they connect with. I don't care. Howard Stern, I don't care if he's on the radio or if he's on Sirius or where he is. I just want to listen to his show and, and have a nice you know, hour on my commute. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it, it matters in some ways because I think people want to... Um, you know, being associated with something can, can definitely help them for a lot of reasons. But I think people just want to connect with, with, with the host of the shows that they like and hear about things that they're interested in. The network kind of falls away after you subscribe anyway. It sure does. 
And um, I think it should in some ways. Yeah, I mean, there are, there are obviously support that you need to give to the hosts um, that, that come from the network, and, and that comes with you guys like through Archer and all the stuff that you're doing there and and all of that stuff has helped support me in my time at five by five having you know the, one of the reasons i joined five by five in the first place for me was because i didn't understand what i needed to do to take 70 decibels kind of to the next stage the site was in a mess the hosting was in a mess my rss feeds were a mess like everything was kind of just like jerry-rigged together by me and it was all it's like a horrible system and and five by five really gave me an order in that and allowed me to focus on the actual podcasts the the, the creative work of the podcast rather than all of the administrative work of setting up and running a network right and that's that that was for me like the great thing about five by five and i mean uh, the the podcast the, the great podcast network debate of 2014 <laughs> um i i kind of sit in the middle of it because i see the merits like i i think that these days people think that they have to start a podcast network or be a part of a podcast network to have a successful podcast and that's not true true um but i do feel like for a lot of people being part of a podcast network offers more like a lot of people just talk about the promotion and the advertising side but that isn't all of it like sometimes you don't want to have to worry or don't know how to to do a lot of the things that you would need to do. Like there are you know, great companies like Squarespace help out with this sort of stuff now, which they, they didn't have the same level of support for podcasts as when, when I was using them mm-hmm. like three years ago. Um, and, you know, there are, there are great companies like Libsyn and Simplecast that allow you to do all of this stuff. But it's not the full solution. And, and I do feel like that there is an element where having a show as part of a network builds an inbuilt audience. Like if you look at the the 5x5 master feed, for example, now thousands and thousands of people subscribe to that feed. Mm-hmm. So any new show on 5x5 gets that benefit and it gets that sort of first shot in the arm. So I think that there is benefits to it, but I don't, I don't think it's the same um, as it was a few years ago. Things are changing. There are, there are a lot more independent shows right now, but... I think that there isn't a magic formula. I feel like maybe two years ago, if you were part of a network, then your show hit the big time and it's not necessarily the case anymore. And it's also not the case that in 2014 that networks don't help or that being independent helps more. I feel like it's all... There are so many circumstances that can make or break a show that mm-hmm. oh, the network yeah. isn't necessarily one of them. Sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. No, I totally agree. And I think it's more of a decision. I mean, on, on the one hand, yes, it, it has to do with association. I mean, obviously it's the same kind of thing as being associated with uh, with with a, a person. Like if you invite someone to you know co-host a show with you, well, that means something because it's like, well, Mike, he, he knows how to do a show. I would like to do a show with Mike. It's, I think there is a degree of association. It's like, oh, this is a show on a network that has made other shows that I like. It's the same way that when you hear that a director uh, is making a movie, uh, if you like the, if you know, if Stanley Kubrick was still around and he made a new movie, like I'm going to go see that movie because I like his work, you know, or if JJ Abrams has a production company called bad robot and they're working on something, or if Lindelof is working on a new show and this time it's on HBO instead of CSS, like, you're familiar with the work that someone does, or you're familiar with the kind of things that a studio produces, then you're maybe a little more inclined to try it out. So there's definitely that. But my goal when I started 5x5 years ago 
was just to make a platform for people who want to focus on just showing up and being awesome for an hour or so a week and not having to worry about any of the rest of the stuff. And I, yes, along with that, my hope is that people have a brand association that makes them feel good, uh, that feel good about trying a, a new show rather, uh, that there's, uh, to some degree, you know, yes, that there, you know, there is some additional boost in, in initial listenership, but you know, the, the main thing is to try and take that effort away and make it effortless for people to do the thing that they like so that they can show up. They can, you know, uh, so many shows now we record here. We bring the people in on Skype. We record them. We edit them. We produce them. It's all here. They just literally show up in front of their mic, uh, their Skype rings. They answer it. They talk for an hour and a half and they go away. And everything else that, you know, their, their, their show is getting streamed. It's getting recorded. It's getting produced, edited, put out. If they want to work on the show notes, like they can, you know, and there are, Lots of people who they have a busy life and they don't want to figure out RSS feeds or how they're going to get paid for their shows or advertising or any of those things. They just want to show up and all of that's done. And if that's appealing to you, then hook hook up with the network. You know, we, we, we've brought in. Oh, gosh, I don't know how many it is over the last, um, you know, month or so, but we've brought in a, a bunch of independent shows that have come to us. And I don't know, five, six, I'm not sure. Who have who we've talked to either we've reached out to them or they've reached out to us and said, "Gosh, we love your show," or you know, "Would you like to be part of this?" And they're like, "Yes, we would love that." Or you know, them coming to us saying, "Hey, can we be part?" And us saying, "Wow, you want to be part of Five by Five? Yes," because I think the goal is to have great content and do everything we can to support people who want to make great content, and that's the goal. Is how can I make that easier for people? to uh to just get their content out there it's not a requirement you know yeah you can go right now and go and start a squarespace site and record a show on your own and put it out there and if it's great it will become a popular show and if it's awesome it will become the number one show like yes but if uh you know if if there are things that you don't want to have to do and there are plenty of networks out there who can help you do that. And, you know, that's that's the way that it is in 2014. And I think that's the way that it should be. And like I said, I think of us more as a production company. Anyway, we want to we want to produce and help people produce like really great stuff. You, you mentioned about independent shows, Dan, and, and bringing them on. And I'm sure that you must get inundated with requests of people wanting to join five by five. How do you decide what what shows are right fit for five by five? Gosh, that is so tough, and it's it there. I wish I could say, oh, well, the, the here are the five rules I have, or you know, but <laughs> if I, you do have them, don't share them. Yeah, no, I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I did, but I don't. I don't have them. Uh, um, it's uh, uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's it's really just a case by case basis. Like people say, oh. I must need to have 40,000 downloads per episode. Well, no, um, you know, there are plenty of shows that are shows that have been around for hundreds of episodes. There are shows that have been around for five episodes. It really doesn't matter. It's just, it's, it's almost, and, and it's not like I have to love the show either because there are shows that, uh, that for, you know, for an individual, you know, like I'm not, I'm not a designer anymore if I ever was. 
And I don't listen to shows about design. So I'm not, you know, so if, if we're onboarding a show about design, I have to look to, you know, like Hattie, for example, she has a design background, a marketing background. She's like, oh, this is a show I really love. I would that they are awesome. They should totally be on five by five. So it's not like one thing, but it is a very personal kind of a thing. I, I don't make any decisions and maybe I should, maybe I'm, I'm bad at business for this or something, but I don't make decisions based on like purely on like, well, the numbers are not there, so we can't do it. Like that's not it, it for me at all. It, it just has to feel a certain way. It has to have a certain kind of vibe. And I mean, it, obviously if a show's like popular, uh, of course that's going to help. Like, but that's not the only reason we've had people come to us and say, Oh, we've got 50,000 downloads a week, which by the way is a really great number. We should talk about range requests, Mike, but, oh. uh, but you know, it, it just, just numbers alone aren't going to make sense. We have people all the time pitching us like sports shows or saying, Oh, I've got a sports show with this many downloads. Now we might want to represent them on Archer. Um, but they're, they're not right to be a show on five by five. Like, yes, we'll sell for you, man. Yeah. Call us up, go to archeravenue.com and fill out the thing and we'll start selling for you. But there's a very different, uh, big thing, but does that fit for, for five by five? And it's, it's so tough, Mike, it's tough. And, and I'm, you know, there are shows right now on five by five that are going to be going away because we've been, you know, we, we've started the shows, uh, and maybe they don't live up to what their potential are. And now I get to be the really bad guy and like tell somebody that the show that's there, like it's not working. And that's the worst thing in the whole world because we spend a lot of time and money for every single show that uh, either whether we start it or whether we bring it on. I mean, the little things of like our our time as human beings who work in this office, you know, the four or five, six people that are involved in here every day, uh, you know, we're going to spend time on the phone working on the different things. I got to hire Jory to do, you know, artwork. We've got to import the shows. That's the time the host will spend and all of this stuff to get a show on boarded. It, it's hundreds of thousands of dollars to do that, which seems like crazy. But yes, to launch a show is a big thing. To import a show is a, bring on a show is a big thing. And, you know, and it, it, it's an expensive uh, thing in time and, and money, but this is, you know, this is what having successful shows let us do. It lets us support those smaller shows and bring them on and help them. And it lets, you know, it lets us so that if somebody has a neat idea for a show and they pitch it, I'm like, wow, that would be a really great show. Yeah, let's do that. That's a commitment now, you know, that's saying we're going to do this and we're going to pay people to work on the show and to be on the show and to host the show. And we're making a commitment of time and gosh, it's like rolling the dice, Mike. Like you just hope this show is going to work. You just hope, I hope this show that we've invested this time and money and effort and working on uh, actually happens and it gets listeners. And then I hope it gets enough listeners and keeps going because I just want shows to keep going forever and ever. And how do you know? So this is my question for you. How do you keep a show interesting for a hundred episodes? You just shut Bionic down. Yeah. Why? Well, that one was a time commitment thing. I think we probably could have kept doing that show forever because there was it, people no love that show, anymore. Mike. Yeah, it was because it, it was kind of just stupid. I mean, and that was kind of its its thing. I mean, it was just me and Matt used to have a very serious show about Android, and then we kind of just went off the rails and never went back. And and it was a show that just was then it was it wasn't like it was easily the show that had my lowest audience numbers, but it's. Also, the show that um, people care, seem to care about the most, 
And I think because it was a very, very devoted audience because everyone was in on the joke. Um, so it was hard for people to come in to the show because every, you know, we, we had created this uh, basically 45 minutes of in-jokes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is very, very entertaining for people that listen every week. And it's right. difficult for people to, when they come on. But looking at... So creating interesting shows, I think for me personally, it comes down to to, to a lot of preparation. Um, I spend lots of time uh, with all of my shows working with my hosts, and some in some instances, like with the pen addict, Brad does does all the prep, which is fantastic. Um, it's creating an outline and and really knowing what you're going to talk about before you go in. And some people don't do this, and it works perfectly fine for them. But I feel for me, it's great to have an idea of these are the things that I want to talk about. These yeah. are some links that we want to talk about. Um, like for example, with Command Space, I. I have all of my questions written down before we record. Um, some get pulled out. I obviously ask some additional questions, but that way I think it frees me up because then I feel secure knowing that I've got the outline there. So the show's not going to go crazy. It's not going to be boring. Right. So I've got a great topic worked out. So it like, sort of makes me more limber and so I don't have to worry about it. Um, but then I also think a massive part of it is there has to be chemistry between the hosts because that enables people to have great conversations and for things to be interesting. And, and that's, that's, that is an issue with an interview show because there's not necessarily that chemistry there, which is why they can be sometimes difficult. So that takes a lot of work to, to build up a rapport like instantly. And that just takes practice. But for me, like I just think you just plan it out. You find someone that you're comfortable to record with and you just keep working at it. And, and the more that you work at it, the easier it gets to, to create a show every week. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of what I do to keep like to keep things interesting. What do you do? I don't know. I mean, so much of the shows that um, that I enjoy listening to, like yours and 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 other shows, and I listen to tons and tons of podcasts. I try to to think about what it is that draws me to the shows that I listen to week after week. And obviously, there are some shows that have a purpose, and the purpose is, for example, to deliver you the news in about five minutes. Well, if you know if you're doing if you're listening to that kind of show, it's like I want to I want to hear the important things that kind of you know came came up yesterday. Basically, is yesterday's news in many cases, but you want to hear about you know. So you have kind of as as Horace said, you would say. What are you hiring that podcast for? So I try to think, what, what am I creating these podcasts for? What, what are people hiring me for to do for this show? And obviously, it's one thing to sort of take that approach that bloggers often used to, to say, well, I write for myself. You should write for yourself, not for your audience. Well, no, you've got to write for your audience and you've got to do a show because, you, you know, yes, it's for you, but yeah, it's for the listeners too. And you want, you want to keep them interested and engaged and it's... Back to your earlier comment, in a way, it's like a personality thing. If you like, you know, people will tune in because they like the personality or personalities of the hosts of the show. And with, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to do a show with, with Merlin Mann, uh, Back to Work, and people uh, really, really get a charge out of listening to him. I hope both of us, but I, I, I get a charge of listening to him and listening to his ideas and, and his, the topics he comes up with and his advice is, is amazing. And I think people certainly are tuning into that show to, to get a piece of that, to get an hour or so of that a week. But, you know, it's not enough, like you were saying, it's just not enough to have a show that covers all the good topics. There has to be that rapport. There has to, but there has to be a certain degree of in-jokes because that people love that. They want to feel 
like they are part of something in 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 part of a cool club yeah. you know i uh, agree with that like having have the problem I mean, this, you should definitely have those. The problem with Bionic is that's all it was, but which is too much. But like you know, we have a bunch of like running jokes on the prompt. Like you, you and Merlin have some fantastic running jokes. Like right. you know, the movie stuff, right? Yeah. So everybody knows what the film is, and you know, like the the clearing your throat and all like the Glengarry quotes and stuff. Which <laughs> right. by the way, that movie episode, yeah, fantastic. Oh, I'm glad you like. You guys it. really did that justice. It's one of my favorite movies, and you did a fantastic job. It was a, it was a great movie. You're talking about episode three of it, the movies. And we need to do one of those, by the way. Um, okay. So we we need to pick we need to pick a film that you would approve I'm up of. For that. I'm up for that. But that would be a lot of fun. But you know, that's the kind of thing that it's tough. It's really tough. And my goal, especially like oh, and uh, like radar. I've been talking about talking about announcing something too early and not not delivering on it. This show. Is it, I've been so hard at work on this thing for so long now, and it's like I wish I'd never said anything about it and just showed up one day and did it. <laughs> yeah, because which is what I'm doing because I I I know I will be in this situation otherwise. Yeah. Oh, it's just so, going to be this most amazing show. It's going to be our showcase show. I've been working on it forever. It's coming out really soon. When, Dan, when? Oh, I'll put the artwork up. One year later. <laughs> I'll put the artwork up because this artwork is amazing. We worked on the artwork for a month. And, you know, and then like, well, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? And it, it's one of these things like you want something to be awesome. And I have this, uh, I have this philosophy that – I, I kind of struggle, Mike, between two philosophies. The first philosophy is I will not do it unless it's awesome and perfect and ready. So that's sort of the Apple philosophy. And my other philosophy is, oh, what the hell? I'm just going to put this thing out there and see if people like it. And I've had success with both of those things. You know, um, it's funny because Hattie's show, The Frequency, um, you know, we, we. How many times have we rebooted that? A few times, a few times, but it always winds up being the same show anyway. It always winds up sort of working its way back into the same show. But, you know, that show, we really had no plan for it. We had no goals for it. We said, you know what? We're just going to hang out for an hour and two, like, uh, just talk about stuff. And, you know, that show, especially when we do it consistently. Oh, yeah. It has really good download numbers. The well, listeners, and even more engaged listeners, and that's what yeah. I'm really excited about. Is like you know, regard regardless of the of the download numbers, it's like I get so many emails and tweets and everything yeah. being telling me how much I they love the show and like it's their favorite show and things yeah. like that. And it's so surprising to me because I never really right like. We, it, it, <laughs> something about yeah. it it's just it's like it's pure fun for us to just come in and, yeah. and do it and yet that show is gets really good numbers and the listeners are so su- if hattie's like please go check out our sponsor like the sponsor will write back and say wow we had really good yeah. results from that show and then you know, so i don't it's just crazy but anyway so i like radar i shouldn't i should never say anything about it it's <laughs> I yes i'm still doing it i'm still doing it i'm working really hard on it and we've got a real good plan for it and and now Anything that I do, it'll be the same. I'm, you know, here I'm not comparing myself to Apple, but it'd be the same thing. Like, well, Apple came out with a phone that didn't have this, so it's complete fail. Anything now, the show's going to suck. It's going to suck because it will not be as good as what I've uh, built it up to. Or so what listen, people are radar assuming. Is, yeah. Radar is just going to be me 
uh, in a room, in a room, you know, reciting uh, chapters from uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica. Actually, the Harry Potter show I'd listen to. (laughs) I know that's the thing. No, that's it's just like now I almost can't come out with it because if I do, it won't be as good as any what anyone's expectations. I'm turning. I'm turning this show around. I'm taking over. What What's stopping you? Why Why have Why has there not been an episode of Radar? Right. Why not just uh, just do it and put it out there? Right. Yeah. After I mean, all like, this time, I'm sure you have a, a good idea for what you want the show to be, um, and you know you are the man who can do it. So what's stopping you from from doing it? Because I keep I keep this is like one of those things. Like I keep rethinking it. It's easy for me to come out and do uh to to come out and do a show that is a show that uh, let me let me sort of say is in my comfort zone. And so here's a show that I would say is in my comfort zone. Let's say that the three of us, you uh, me and Hattie, and I say, "You know what we should do? We should come out with a show where we're talking about um you know, we're talking about uh, TV shows called the TV show show. And we just need to get the right people on that show and schedule and get the scheduling done. And like, that's totally within my comfort zone, but radar is different. And I don't want to see, I don't want to give too. I'm like you now I'm all of a sudden like you, <laughs> I don't want to give too much away about what the format of the show is, but it's not like any other show I've ever done. And because it's outside of my, my comfort zone, which is good. You want things that are outside of your comfort zone. You want to push yourself. You want to challenge yourself. You want to do something that's, that's different. I know right now, if I just start as said, look, radar is going to be a panel show. It's going to have two or three uh, other people on it and callers and that's it. And we're just going to talk about the tech news. You know what? That would be, I think, that could be a really awesome show if that's all I was going to do. But I want to do more than just that. I want to do some some of the things because I've learned a lot, mainly through the mistakes that I've made over the last five years or so of doing this stuff. I've I've learned, I think, this is Steve Jobs saying, oh, we've cracked the TV code here. We know what we're going to do. But no, I really feel like I've learned what I like to do and what I think listeners respond to. Uh, when it comes to to a show, I've watched lots of shows that I've started be successful. I've watched lots of them not be successful. I've watched them be successful and not successful on other networks and other places. And I think I have something that might be compelling, but I'm I, if I just can't do it if I don't think it's going to be right. If I put out one episode of it and it's not perfect, I'll never do another episode of it again. So why did you why did you put it up? Why did you put it on the page? Because surely when you put it on the page, you thought you were just around the corner from I did, one. yeah. Then we wound up having to move studios and started that whole process. So we had to tear everything apart. And then I started thinking, well, since we're tearing this apart, maybe there are <laughs> these other aspects that I could add to the show. Maybe we could put video into the show. Okay, well, good. Let's go down that route, that rabbit hole. Yeah. And so now I've got all these really nice flow lights and I've got all this stuff set up. We've got this brand new studio. And then um, and now I start experimenting with video. And that's a whole different world because I used to do video. Yep. When I first started this, I, for the first two years or a year at least, I did all of it. So I was doing two or three shows a day, which I was also editing and doing video for and editing the video to do and uploading and producing the video all myself and wrote the CMS to do it and selling ads and coordinating guests. And also I had, you know, like a family and, uh, and, and I, so I just stopped doing video is the one thing that I had to kill. But now, like, we can do some really cool things with video. So then I'm like, well, do I want to do video for this? Well, how about this? I'll start doing test videos. I'll just start testing videos. I'll record some shows with video that no one will know about just for our own internal purposes. So we're doing, like, test shows and we're recording test segments and we're doing all this other stuff. 
And then you realize, wow, this is a lot of work and I've invested time and money in, in experimenting with this. Should I go forward with it? So all of these things, that's just one aspect of what I'm thinking about doing. So I don't know. I, I think this is what we would call in development uh, language we call scope creep because I keep thinking, well, if I'm going to yeah. do this, then I need these other three things. And if I, oh, well, if I do this and the CMS has to support video better than it does now and I need a video partner in it, who am I going to get for hosting? And it just grows and grows and grows and grows. And at the end of the day, I'm like, well, I'll just get rid of all that then. And I won't do any of that. And I'll just, I'll just do one simple thing that is as, as, as pure and simple and straightforward as I can make it. And that's kind of what I'm back to now. So, yeah. Cause I, I feel like it maybe got to the point where it, there was so much expectation around it. And then you started to add your own expectation on top of it. So you tried to make it even better. And then that kind of just led to this vicious circle, Yeah, which I've been in. You end up in this vicious circle where you're like, well, now I can't possibly make it as good as I think I can. So I yeah. need to try and make it better than that like, for some <laughs> weird reason. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I've been there. And so that is like in a big roundabout way. That is exactly that you have answered for me perfectly what I don't want to say. I'm doing. Like, yeah, don't things, do don't do know. what I did, Mike. Do something different because it's <laughs> it's you know I just I think that it's so it's such a challenge. You know, we're our own worst enemies when we're like about to launch something and you know or or trying to make something great and it's and like, oh I need to talk to you about the name of this show. But let me do yeah, a, I want to talk about that. Let me do a sponsor first. It's a mail route. Now I've heard I can't. I can't ver no, we can verify this. That MailRoute is actually handling the email filtering uh, for the Association of Computing Machinery, which is also known as ACM. It's kind of a big deal because it's the largest organization dedicated to computer science in the world. And basically, MailRoute is a bunch of uh, nerds who focus exclusively on secure email services. They provide spam and virus filtering. They also can do backup to if, if your own mail servers go down. And soon, a little birdie has told me that they're adding secure hosted uh, mailboxes. It's basically, they will host your email for you. So right now, how does MailRoute really help you? Well, everybody knows spam, viruses, bounce mail. These are a hassle to manage. MailRoute doesn't think that you should waste your time and resources by accepting a bunch of garbage on your mail server and other hardware. So what do they do? They're the leading cloud service company uh, for email protection. They've been cleaning mail since 1997, they started one of the first cloud services, which was called FrontBridge, which, by the way, Microsoft bought that. In MailRoute, there's no hardware. There's no software. You don't have to install anything or maintain anything. Email flows through them. They sort it. They clean it. And only clean email winds up in your inbox. The rest goes to your quarantine. You don't lose any mail. And they've got a 99.999% uptime. Not bad. And, of course, they have tools that admins and developers like LDAP, Active Directory, TLS, Outbound Relay, you name it, they've got it. So they made a special, and of course the URL is for Radar, Hattie. I know, I did that on purpose. <laughs> MailRoute.net slash Radar. <laughs> You're so, being trolled by your own I know. I know. It's Sorry. not nothing new about that. For a free trial, free trial and 10% off the lifetime of your account, MailRoute, M-A-I-L-R-O-U-T-E dot net slash Radar. Go check them out. Thanks very much to our friends at MailRoute for supporting Thanks, MailRoute. Radar and the show formerly known as Quid. I'll just make this show Radar. Just call this Radar. Done. <laughs> uh, so I need to change the name of this because it's not about quitting, Mike. 
It's not really about quitting. I think if you were to go back through, and somebody needs to do this, of all the callers that we've ever taken and the ones who said either I'm going to quit my job or should I quit my job, I think I've talked most of them out of it. I don't think I've ever told more, maybe one person, two people in 52 episodes that they should quit their jobs. It's about starting something awesome. It's about launching something. It's about creating something. It's about sticking with it or improving your situation. And it's funny because I have so many people, Mike, who will come to me and say, well, I don't listen to that show because I'm happy in my job. Well, yes, it's about that. It's about doing, doing awesome things within the context of your job or starting something like Mike's doing, going out and starting something new. It's not about leaving. It's about starting. And so many people suggested when I put, sort of did these little informal Twitter polls, Mike, it's yeah. like, what should I name the show? Because, you know, you know, you guys listen, you tell me what it's about. Overwhelming response when you tally these suggestions up, call it launch. I like the name launch. I think it's better than, you know, quit sort of opposite would be start, right? But that kind of feels Windows 95-ish to me. So I want to call it launch. So I say, I say to, on Twitter, and like, okay, I'm going to call it launch. Jason Calacanis tweets me and says, yeah, you should probably think of a different name. <laughs> I saw that. But you, you, like, how familiar are you with Jason Calacanis? I am I'm quite familiar with uh, who he is as a person. We've never spoken. We have a couple uh, mutual friends. Um, but apparently, I, and I did not know this, he has some kind of, uh, some kind of like, uh, I guess it's a San Francisco startup conference or something called launch. Is that right? Do I have that right? I have, I only found this out also yesterday. Yeah. Um, I, he, I, I feel like he's someone just take If he says, don't do it, don't do it. I feel like, I, you know, he has he, enough uh, resources at his disposal to stop you. If he wants to, 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 to make it, <laughs> to make it so that, uh, Doing it would would be a bad a bad idea. It'd make you an offer you can't refuse. I think. Yeah, I think that's the way to say it. Uh, so so it's got a cute logo too. So give up now. So now you're back to the drawing board. You mentioned the the uh, my, show. My, yeah. My second choice for the show uh, was uh, is is not as good as that, but I I don't know what should I call it, Mike. So what's the second choice? I don't. Well, I don't want to say it. Okay. Well, I mean, what what is the show to you now then, right? So quit is not about quitting. It's about launching. It's about starting things. Yeah. You should call it like um, Entrepreneur Cast or something. <laughs> Just really. Well, what's the opposite? We maybe call it Sunrise. It's like the opposite of sunsetting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. Uh, it's tough because, you know, the show it should not be called Quit. It's not about quitting. Uh, that was kind of the funny idea for the show. And again, like this show just started, uh, you know, off of a conversation I had with uh, with Merlin and Back to Work a while ago. And it, it started as just like, a, you know what? It's Friday. It's 6 p.m. Uh, let's make some white Russians and do a show. And uh, there was a whole bunch of people here. And I said, let's just all go in and we'll, we'll do this show. And I didn't really have much of an idea for it. And I said, you know what we don't use? We don't use the Ansible very much. The Ansible is a system for call-ins that, that uh, we built that uses voice over IP. And, um, and basically it is the same thing that radio stations have, except we wrote it and we use voice over IP instead of physical lines. Uh, so that we can take callers and people can call in and we can take their calls and we can mute them and conference them and all kinds of stuff like that. 
and it's really great for live shows. They use it a lot on, on DLC and a couple of other shows here, Supercharged. And I thought, oh, we'll bring in the thing. We'll let people call, but nobody's going to call. And we get, whenever we announce the number, we get tons and tons and tons of people who call in. And I love that. And it, it, it's just so cool because you get to talk to everybody. But, you know, it, that just, that's the part of the show that I, when I don't have somebody like you on that, you know, I'll do shows that just call in, people call in and we, we try to help them figure things out. So there's an aspect of that that I, I would like to somehow be reflected in in the name, an aspect of that that I would like to, you know, because the show I think is a more of an, it's an optimistic show, I hope. It's not a pessimistic show. It's not like stop doing this awful thing. It's like start doing this cool thing. So I don't know. I don't know. Back to the drawing board with the name. Jason said uh, don't use it. So I respect that. Yeah. Somebody wanted to come out and, you know, and call their thing. Back to work. Back to work. I'd be like, <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe don't pick that name because we're really, you know, we've got a brand built around that. And if they if they were responsive and respectful of that, I would be appreciative of that. So even the fact that he has resources or not, I respect that he's built something that I guess is, is pretty big around that name. I don't want to confuse it. And if anything, that would take away from what I was trying to do. Um, you know, but it's weird. Like there, I'm not, I don't know if somebody can tell me about this. I don't know for sure, Mike, but I think that names of, of like TV shows or radio shows or things like that. I don't think, and podcasts for sure. Like, I don't think that they're trademarkable in the way that other things are trademarkable, like a company name. Like, I don't know if it, so you, you have a show, you had a show called bionic. Mm-hmm. If, if I didn't know you wasn't part of five by five, was just some other person out there who said, I will, you know, I design bionic appendages. I'm going to call my show bionic, right? They could, and there would be nothing you could do about it. And iTunes wouldn't reject the show either. I think iTunes doesn't allow name duplication. I'm going to test that. But then all you need to do is just call it like the bionic podcast. Right. And you're, you're fine. I, I, my own personal feeling about naming things is like then after a while the name isn't important anymore. Mm. Like it, it's only important initially, really, and then it needs to I don't know give people just an idea of what they're getting into. But especially with the one word names and stuff like that, there's only so many words you can choose that make sense in the first place, and then the names become just the name of the show. Like look at ATP, like or Twit. Or what? What? It doesn't. They don't really mean anything when you look at them like that. Right. Right. They're just like a collection of letters. But then you become associated with it, and then after a while, if you listen, that's just the name of the show that you enjoy. Like Command Space. Like it doesn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that's just the name that I chose. And there's a funny little joke about Spotlight in there. Um, but it's you know I I, I think that you. you you can end up driving yourself crazy over it. And there are, I'm sure there are a bunch of great ideas that you've had. You need to just pick one of them and go with it because otherwise you'll be uh, in trademark battles forever. Right. I don't know. I think that, you know, there are, that's, it's such an interesting uh, concept to me in general, the whole idea of naming things and coming up with a name. You know, Jesse Thorne went through this when he renamed uh, the sound of young America to uh, bullseye. And Bullseye, at first I was like, oh, that's a terrible name. And now I love it. I think it's the best name ever. But, you know, it's like 
he, that, that show, at least where, what it had become, what it had evolved to, was different. We have I, – I can uh, – I'm working on this uh, – the State of the Union, 5 by 5 State of the Union, which I try to do uh, one, a couple times a year. Uh, you know, we have a show that is going to be changing its name along with the uh, – not connected to but uh, along with this show. And, you know, making a change like that, even though once people are kind of on board, they know what it is, there is still something that's like, oh, what are you listening to? Oh, I'm listening to this show. Oh, what's it called? Oh, it's called this. That's a cool name. Like, how many bands have you started listening to because they had a cool name? Led Zeppelin is a pretty cool name, you know, for a band. Like, what? what is that? I'm curious. I want to find out what that, you know, what does that mean? And I think there is a certain amount of allure of having good artwork and a really clever name that does help a show a lot in the beginning. That, However, we've had shows that had cool names that didn't, you know what I mean? Like every time I think of some kind of maxim that I can say, I'm like, no, wait, that's not actually true. Because there are too many things and we don't know what they are. Yeah. (laughs) It's a problem. I know it. So, uh, so there's a couple of other things I, I, I wanted to talk to you about, and that is, uh, and I know this is probably not the the right place to talk about some of this stuff, but people will will want to know it. So I figure it's worth asking you uh, here. What microphone are you using? A Heil PR40. Good choice, by the way. I read about it on some website. Yeah, I think it was like. Heave, heave logic or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something. We've, something like that. We've got so many of those here. That's the best mic around. And what are you connecting to your uh, to your Mac with? Well, I, I connect it via a Mackie mixer, but I don't have anything in the middle like I should. Oh, like, um, a, like a preamp or something. Yeah, it just goes into the mixer that's and the fine. gain's turned way up. And it sounds good. It could sound better, but it, I think it sounds pretty good. I just figure people want to know that because they hear your voice and you, you, sound, uh, you sound so nice. You have such a nice British. No, you did kind of leak one of the things that you're going to be doing. Did I? Yeah, with your uh, your voice stuff. Oh, right. Like the. I don't know if you you know if you want me to not say. No, no, no. What you mean? Like, wait. I don't. I know. If you'd like voiceover. Yeah. Work. Can we talk yeah, about that? Is that okay? Well, yeah. I mean, you you said it on a show, right? Yeah, yeah. It's something that I'm interested in trying out, like because something that Apple's doing now is these app preview videos, right? Um, and and I think that it would be kind of interesting to provide my voice, and I've have mark I have a marketing background in helping developers create applications and i'm i'm like working on putting a little site together and, and just like a little landing page um, and i'm working with some developers or some friends who like so i can get like a portfolio going or something but i think that it would be a nice like sort of little side business and it could be a an interesting little um project so to, to help developers create little marketing videos that are applications and obviously i would use my voice to record them and i could edit their videos together for them if they wanted and stuff like that so i think that might be a fun thing it seems like that there could be a, a well there's definitely going to be a market for people to help doing this stuff now so why not use a voice that people some people are familiar with as well and plus you've got this uh, fake uh, british accent that you do yeah. so well and that... i've worked on it for so long to get this this thing nailed down i'm from uh California, somewhere in California. It, yeah, it it, uh, it 
it really lends this air, especially to the the American audience. It lends this air of credibility, and you could say pretty much anything you wanted, and people would believe you and think it was correct, just because Which, the, it sounds very official. We've talked about this on and other confident shows. and true, yeah, and pure. That's pretty important in marketing. You know, what's the best way that you can uh, make it look like you're lying? Gosh, I would hire yeah. him. I would hire him to do something. <laughs> I should get you to read the State of the Union, you know, on my behalf. So then here today, to, you know, because it, but th- this is a very this is a very fun uh, topic to talk about. And that is you were talking before about the personalities. Uh, it's very much a. Like the, a voice has to resonate with you. You have to enjoy listening to that person speak. And if you don't. There are so many really great podcasts out there that are even well recorded and you listen to to one of the hosts and something about that you're like oh I can't listen I can't listen to that person. And yeah, it's rough. It's rough when you when you cuz I feel bad when I when I have that feeling. You you like hear a voice it's like ah oh, I just can't I can't do it. I know and that person has something really great to say or if you've read the situation I always run into is if you've read something from somebody uh you know they're an author and you really enjoy reading their stuff and then they're like a guest on a show and you hear their voice like oh no that's what they sound like and then from (laughs) from then on whenever you read something they wrote it they're like well i would like and you're like no i don't that does that's not the voice i want to hear in my head anymore like stop that it's not right you know uh let me do our last sponsor mike and then we'll we'll we'll, uh we'll wrap up this is a sponsor i know a lot of our uh friends in the audience are going to know about you ever thought about what it's like to be uh, like somebody who lives in Metropolis? I mean, it's going to be kind of weird, right? Because no matter what happens to you, you step in front of a car, you fall out of a high window, you get shot at by some space dude, like the big guy comes to save the day. It's a world full of superheroes, right? Well, I guess you kind of get used to that because it takes the worry away, right? It makes, uh, it makes accidents boring. I mean, not that you want to get hit by a train, of course not, but like it happens and in Metropolis, no big deal. Well, super duper, the application I'm telling you about is like that. You just install it and set it up and it creates, it's obviously for Macs because Macs are the best, but it creates a bootable backup copy of your drive. So you set the backup schedule however you want, every day, weekly, whatever. When disaster strikes, super duper swoops in and saves the day. It's that simple. So you just start up the drive and things are set back to the latest backup. Buy a new drive when you get a chance, install it. And have super duper copy the data. There's no panicking. There's no heart attacks. There's no stress. It really is just that simple. And uh, for a one-time fee of $27.95, the support of super duper is yours. So super duper, the most boring software that you will ever love. Go check them out <laughs> and learn more. Shirt-pocket.com slash super duper. This is how I back up all of my drives, especially on my, uh, on my laptops. Plug in a drive, clones the whole thing. And you're done. Something terrible happens. You got that backup sitting there, boot it up. You're good to go. So check them out. Shirt-pocket.com slash super duper. Thanks very much to them for making this show possible. So Mike, I know people are going to want to know what's going on with you. They're going to want to keep in the loop. I know I want to know what you're doing next because we've got to redirect those feeds, but also because I'm curious about you and uh, and I want to know and I want to hear your voice. I want to make sure that we keep hearing your voice. So where's the best place for people to go if they want to stay up to date with you, if they want to find out the next thing, obviously they can follow you on Twitter. I M Y K E on Twitter. Yep. 
That's that is probably the best place. Okay, but you will get you know all of my tweets as well, and sometimes you you might not want those. So you can also go to mikehurley.net, M-Y-K-E-H-U-R-L-E-Y.net, and I've kind of changed the homepage for a bit to be like a little landing page that explains what's happening, and I've got a little um, a MailChimp uh, email newsletter sign-up form right there. Um, there will only be like one email that comes from that, which will basically just be announcing what I do next when, when we're ready to talk about it. So you won't have to worry that I'm going to spam you. So you can just put your email address there and you'll get an email which will tell you that, that the, the new thing or the new things or the, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to make it as like uh, nebulous as possible that my new stuff is launching and what it is and how you can get it. But you can go and subscribe to my shows right now if you're interested in hearing that stuff. I've got another week of shows to go um, on 5x5. Five five. We're, we're wrapping up everything next Wednesday. Um, so Command Space, I have an episode that I'm actually pushing out today, which will be the last episode of Command Space uh, with Matt Halley. From oh, Metafilter. cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, really great episode, actually. It, um, I decided to end the show on that one because it was so good. Awesome. So, well, just um, keep in mind, keep in mind, the listeners, they don't have to do anything. When you have exactly. these, the new shows that come out, Mike will come to me and he'll say, okay, here's my new shows. Here's the feed. And we will go back in on our servers and we will handle all those redirects so that uh, as soon as, as soon as he does that, the if you if you're already a subscriber to the show in whatever podcast app or in iTunes, it will just automatically reconnect to his new thing and uh, and and their complete continuity. Because Mike, I want you to, I want you to do great, a hundred percent support from us here at Five by Five. Whatever it is you decide to do, I'm just so glad that we uh, we had you as part of the team for however long we could have had you. It was great, and uh, I wish you the best of luck. And uh, I secretly we you know. I hope people don't secretly think we we hate each other. I, I just nope. want I just want the best for you, and I know we're going to keep talking. And uh, and you know, anything you ever want to do, we're we're here to support. Thank you, Dan. I want to state I want to thank you and and Hattie and everyone at Five by Five for making me feel so welcome, for bringing me on in the first place, and help give me another leg up um, in in podcasting. It's been it has been an incredible experience. And there was something that I did want to say, and and I wondered if you were going to ask, but you didn't. So ask why, like why why am I leaving? Well, and I, you said is, you wanted to start your own thing. I just took took it at face value. There is a, there is something else. So this is this is a good thing. I'm not I'm not about to like to make <laughs> Boom. you cry. But I hate no. kill the uh, live stream. <laughs> How do <you> run? <laughs> when I started in podcasting in 2010, um, I was a massive fan of Five by Five. One of the reasons I started podcasting was because you. I think you'd read it. You were some of the shows that you were doing then were relatively new, and I was listening to them and loving them. And I, it was something that I wanted to do. And for the first, like, however, you know, for the first year, two years, it was a, it was a dream of mine to be a part of Five by Five. Like it was an actual dream. And then my dream came true when you offered for me to join. Mm-hmm. And and it's been incredible to be a part of the network. Like, it is a very respected, rightly so, part of this industry um, and technology. Five by Five is a name that people just recognize. Um, and it's been incredible to be a part of it. And I've had some amazing experiences and met some amazing people and made some fantastic friends as being part of this network. But then it, it got to the point where it's like, I've achieved my dream. <laughs> so what do you do after that? And that was that was when I started to think about why well, I need to go and start my own. I need to go and start something else. I need to go and start a next chapter because after you achieve your dream, because your dreams are kind of they, they typically you don't get them. 
but I was lucky enough to get mine. So then what do you do? And, and that's when recently, so I've just been starting to think about, and you know, I've shared this with you, is that I just, I want to go out and be independent again and just try and do something new. And, and I'm still working out exactly what the new thing is, but I just know that it's now the time for me to do it. So again, thank you, Dan, for, for helping me out so much and for being a, a great part of this chapter of my, of my career. Wow, Mike, that's so awesome. And I'm like I told you privately and before, like, uh, it, it's just been awesome having you here and doing these amazing shows and we'll miss you. And, uh, you know, you said too many nice things in that. So I'm, I'm I don't know what to say, but, uh, honestly, like it's, it's just been great having you as a part of it. And, uh, and I know whatever it is that you're going to work on next will be a billion times, uh, more awesome than what anybody's probably thinking it will be. And, you know, it just to, to kind of further what you said, it's it's so important to try things. It's so important to, you know, so many people want uh, have that in the back of their mind that like I really want to give this thing a try. I want to I want to see if I can do it. Uh, and and you've got to pursue that. And when you sent me that email, like the, my only response was like, do it, man, go, you know, and 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 see what you can do and challenge yourself. And everybody has a different way that they want to try doing it and you know that's that's like the most important thing when you've got that opportunity if 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 you're interested in doing it you've got to try to do it and uh you'll you'll never regret it totally agree well thanks mike thanks for being here thanks for being part of five by five pleasure absolute pleasure thank you let us know what you're up to and we'll yeah uh, we'll stay stay in touch we will thank you jackals and i love all you guys thanks Bye, Mike. Bye, Hattie. Bye, Mike. Bye, Bye. Dan. Bye, Bye, Mike.